Hello everybody, it's time for the Proud Out and Redders podcast with me, David Redden, and without any further ado, let's introduce the great man, Dan Proudman. G'day, Proudo. Hello, Redders. How are you, buddy? Good, thank you. Uh, still shocking a bit after Monday, to be quite honest. Uh, the yeah, results didn't go our way. It was, wasn't a great day, but it was wonderful being there. A fabulous experience. I know you've experienced being at the SCG on multiple occasions with your club. And uh, yeah, just a, just a tough day around, but it was still wonderful to be there, wasn't it? Indeed. We'll talk about the Plan B Regional Bash soon, everyone. So every game in first grade on the in the Saturday first grade games that started on Saturday the sixth of February, every game was truncated by rain. Game one, so we're not going to take too much time. We've got summer bash and grade and plan B. Quite a bit to talk about. First game for, for to look at is Charlestown on Belmont. This game at Cahiba. Jed, uh, sorry, Daniel Arms, a new skipper at Charlestown, won the toss and batted. Charlestown, after 25.3 overs before rain set in, are four for 67. 24 to Daniel Arms and two wickets to Alex Cook. Um, Belmont on top there, uh, uh, Dan, with... Um, a, a lot of overs left. There's 90 overs left in the day, 115. They're going to get quite a few overs. Um, what are they going to get, 57? Something like 33, 32 overs left uh, to bat. So they're going to they're going to really be targeting 170, 180, I would have thought. I would think so, mate, too. Well, they, they are forecasting more rain by the looks of it. I had a look at the mm. forecast this morning and Friday night into Saturday again. So whether you get the 90 either, but I, I think what they've just got to do is that Try to bat all their overs out, don't they? And just see what happens with the weather and, and, and that. It looks like it's going to be, I think I did the maths correctly, it might be um, 54 or 55 overs each, something like that at the end. So, yeah, I think 160, 170 might, might be a fighting chance. But, um, you know, you just don't know with this continued weather, mate. No, you don't. And the forecast for everybody for Saturday in particular is not good in Newcastle. It's 24 and 90% of rain. And they usually get that right these days. They're usually pretty accurate. Um, the, the Bureau, so let's just hope there's some cricket played. The second game is for reviewers at Callaghan, and that's uh, Cardiff away to Uni. Uni won the toss, and Andrew Harriet sent them in, and the almost identical score, 4 for 66 at Cardiff uh, after 34 overs. Bailey Career to Adam Winchester. Good to see Adam making a few runs are at the crease. Dan Ray took three wickets here for Uni. He's got three for seven or five overs. Terrific spell there. But uh, again, um, Cardiff will want to push on and, and set a reasonable target uh, for Uni. I think Uni's slightly in front there, but uh, Creer and Winchester the key there for Cardiff. Yeah, again, it's that, it looks like Cardiff will probably get about 27 overs, I think, and, um, and that'll give uh, Uni, I think, around 63 or something like that. So, um, yeah, again, it's just it's one of those things where there's a couple of games like this, isn't it, where... Um, the batting side is in a fair bit of strife, um, but don't have a hell of a lot of overs left all of a sudden. Um, do they try to push on, or do they just bat the overs out? You know, it's, it's, it's going to be a couple of these games are massive too. Um, oh yeah, shortly, obviously. Yeah, we'll be talking um, about one so, of those shortly. Yeah, and, and obviously depending on what happens with this Friday night, Saturday morning weather, um, and whether they're going to get enough time to actually, you know, roll them out and get them either. But yeah, there's some really interesting. Um, games 
Over to JR Ron Hill Oval, where Toronto workers um, are hosting Newcastle City. City won the toss and sent Toronto in. A few more overs bowled here, 47 overs bowled. And Toronto actually in a very good spot, two for 140. Lake Mac attack, top order bat Josh Westwood's just made his 50. And Brendan Charlton, who also played for Lake Mac, and who is a very fine cricketer in his own right, is 34 not out. Corey Brown uh, made 43. Wickets there to uh, Johnny Major and Aidan Patrick Carl. A um, couple of uh, rogues in the score box as well. Andrew Carl and uh, Prado's great mate, Jenko. They're scoring his 97th year for Toronto. Um, he's, he remains a very good scorer. Look, Toronto going along nicely here. That, that game's going to last 137 overs. And um, so Toronto's got quite a few left. Um, and what's that, 63? So they might have 16 or 17 left, a bit like Stockholm have, which we'll talk about in a minute. Toronto need to push on. Probably they'd be looking at 230, 240, which would lead to a great run chase. And particularly for City, City have to win. They've got to keep on winning if they're going to get into the four. Dan Proudman? It's funny you mentioned Brendan Charles' name again. I think we almost mention it every week. And so I thought I'd do have a bit of a deeper dive into um, Brendan's year this year, David. Um, now... I've had a look. The top 20 bowlers and batters, as far as wickets taken and runs scored, uh, there are five people who, five players who uh, are in both. So, you know, you could possibly say the five Premier All-Rounders at the moment this year. I'm not sure whether you would have thought Brendan Charlton would have been in that five. He's, he's very, very good, don't get me wrong. Um, but he's, you can make an argument that he might be in form at the moment as the second best all-rounder going around behind the obvious Joe Price. Um, Brendan's running 10th in the batting with 275 runs at just under 35, and he's got 19 wickets at 16, which makes him equal fifth in the wicket-taking list. So he's 10th in the batting, equal fifth in the, in the wicket-taking. Um, now, obviously, Joe is Joe Price is on top. Second in the batting and tenth in the bowling, or equal eighth in the bowling, I should say. The other three might interest you too. That is. Um, Do, is mate, the, uh, Nick Foster. I was going to say, is the Newcastle skipper in there? He is. He's fifth in the batting, 363 runs at 36, and 20th week eighteenth with 15 wickets at 17.5. Now, what you've got to remember is, although Aidan Carl, Aidan Cahill's way out in front with the wicket taking, I think he's taking 32, and the next best is. 21, between sort of 2nd and 20th, there's only five, four or five wickets, so it's, bit, yep. it's all quite crunched up. But you've got, so you've obviously, like I said, you've got Joe Price and Brendan Sharp, and you've got Nick Foster, and then you've got Josh Westwood, who's ninth in the batting, 12th in the bowling, and Nathan Hudson, who's 13th in the batting and 3rd in the bowling, at 20 wickets at 13, just over 13. So, interesting names there, probably not the, the five you might not have picked at the start of the year. Certainly, so, and when you consider that Nathan Hudson is also keeping part-time for Waratah Mayfield, that makes it all the more remarkable yeah. performance. But Toronto, and then you add Adrian Chad into that, they've actually got some serious all-rounders. And yes. um, But this yeah. bloke Charlton can play, and I'm hopeful in, in coming seasons that he gets an opportunity to wear a baggy green cap because he would not look out of place in a Newcastle cap at all, in my mind. No, he, very very good cricket, and he's he's really in good he's in good shape, and he, he he's got a sustainable action, and and he can continue on with his cricket. The next game is one of the games that Dan Proudman was referring to that is vitally important, particular particularly for Hamilton Wickham. Hamilton Wickham won the toss against Western Harker and sent them in, which is brave. Um, 
West's not going along overly well. Three for 65 off 26.3 overs. James King, who was dropped early, is 35. Um, and also, I believe there was a, a close LBW shout. And um, so we- Hamilton will keep going along very nicely. Sam Webber, two for 27. Gee, there's a surprise. But Hamwick's with a real show this week. Um, and quite simply, they have to produce. They have to produce. They have to win. Or else they're in all sorts of trouble. Dan? Yeah, I think they do. They, they, they do have to win. Um, again, the timing's going to be the factor here too. And I, I did do the maths here somewhere as well. I think it might be a 59 over game or something similar. It might be a bit more than that, actually. Um, uh, yeah, so they've probably got another 35 overs, I suppose. 30-odd overs, I yep. suppose. Um, Early 30s, um, I thought, yes. Yeah, so... Again, it's just going to be one of those things, isn't it? If, if they can, I mean, like you said, King, you dropped early and he's now 35 again. Um, Shakespeare's in, Edmonton's still to come, Bill's still to come. Um, so, yeah, we, we know how good they are, don't we? Yes, but, we do. Yeah, how much, um, this is, um, Saturday's really a, a massive day for them. If they can get most of that 90 hours in, it's, it's huge for, for their uh, prospects for them. Aldous is running around the circuit telling everybody he could bat and that he should be batting for the Newcastle Blasters and the Newcastle zone side. So it's up to Brad to produce as well, I'd suggest. But he was very, very confident of his batting ability on Monday, I'll tell you, Bell Bradley. Okay, now down to a massive game that Dan Proudman scored for his beloved Merriweather Lions. Wall's End and Merriweather. This one's at George Farley Oval. The King Simon will won the toss and batted. Merriweather in quite a bit of strife, Dan. Five for 55 off 25 overs. Tom McDevitt, a shining light, 33 not out. And Patrick Hallahan, one not out. Uh, and Jacob Page, who's been a very good contributor this year for Walton, he's really stepped up. Three for 21 off 12 overs. Talk us through this one, Dan, please. Well, those three wickets for Jacob now, I think, take him up to second in the wicket, taking yep. list for the for the whole zone. So... That shows you how good he is going. And he, uh, mate, he bowled beautifully. He bowled right the way through. Obviously, there were there were several significant rain breaks. Nothing wrong with the deck. Um, and obviously, um, Mason Price being out on suspension. Um, you know, I think Simon had a pretty good feeling and, and thought that we should bat first. Benny Egan just missed well, uh, one that he should have hit. And Dave Stellar clipped one off his pads and got caught by a very good catch at uh, short mid-wicket. And... Um, all of a sudden, we were two for nine, um, and then um, three for twenty-two when Josh Geary played at one. He probably didn't need to, and, and another good catch from the standing skipper, Jake Montgomery at four slips. So I probably showed that there was it was swimming around a little bit. Uh, obviously, the, the wet conditions meant that the, there wasn't a lot of swing, but I think there was a, a little bit of movement there, and you know, a, a diving catch at four slip probably suggests that. Very good bowling from all Zealand. Really um, impressive uh, 25 overs from them. And they, they would have been a little bit dirty, I think, that the rain came when it did. Um, Geary got out, ball before rain delay. Someone more got out, ball before lunch. Um, you know, so a couple of errors there and a couple of shots that you probably want to have back too. But, you know, take nothing away from uh, from a, a really impressive all Zealand outfit who you got Merriweather in all sorts. And, you know, if it wasn't for Tommy McDevitt, you know, that Walls End could already be in. So, um, you know, a hell of a lot of work to do for Merriweather next week. Um, again, they'll have, you know, 30-odd overs to, to see what they can scrounge out and then and, and see what they can do against against Walls End. I know that they've been 
I'm very happy with how their bowling performances have been, um, especially since Christmas, in all forms of the game. Batting has probably been um, poorer than, than, their, than their bowling, so you know they'll, they'll back themselves with whatever score they get. But, um, you know, Laws end significantly in front in a game that whoever loses is going to find it really difficult to make the fall. Correct. It's a massive game for both clubs. That will be a fascinating day at George Farley Oval. Um, on Saturday, with as Dan said, at 30, I think 31 or 32 overs left for Merriweather to fashion up a score. The last game for review in the grade review is Stocko playing Stockton Dalton Districts in Waratah Mayfield. Nick Foster was sent in, um, Stockton was sent in by Nathan Hudson. And uh, Stockton Northern Districts in a good spot. And the more overs played here than anywhere else in Newcastle, 56 overs in the day, two for 147. Keith Moody continuing on his form, 56. Jake Hainsworth, 48 not out of 172 balls, just uh, facing balls, doing a solid job. Nick Foster was quite cross with himself when he was out sweeping toward the end of the day with a dampish ball. And Jeff Ginnan came in, faced 14 balls, and then hit a massive six to open the scoring into the bowling club, actually, Dan. Two for 147. Stockton's got 17 overs left, and you would think that they will set about, particularly if Ginnan can stay, they're set about trying to put on 80 to 100 runs to make a really competitive score for, and Waratah, if the weather holds, will have 73 overs to bat. Johnny Durheim, a long spell, 17 overs, one for 44. And uh, um, Yeah, he was, for mine, the pick of the bowlers. Um, young Taylor was one for 31. Um, he's coming, he's the, the uh, a nephew, I believe, of Steve Taylor, well-known coach about town who looks, who's been involved with Waratah for a while. He actually bowled quite nicely um, with his off-breaks, and um, especially with a damp ball that was changed at one stage, um, Alex Taylor had, had it, and they, he, I thought he did actually quite a nice ball bowling little sliders and, and doing the job and picking up Foster's wicket sweeping. Look, this is an interesting setup. Of course, Stockton have to keep on winning, and um, I think they're in a good spot. Um, just depends on those, those. That first hour is going to be pivotal there at Lynn Oval there. see you getting beat to be honest because I don't think there's going to be nine in the overs in the game it's just a matter of what Fozzie does I suppose um, but look that, 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 that lineup all of a sudden Dave is looking really strong Moody's now the top run scorer in the comp um, we all know, you know Nick Foster what Nick Foster can do at three and young Hainsworth um, son of Cameron and nephew of Marcus I think that's right isn't it and, uh, correct so good cricketing pedigree and um doing his job, doing exactly what he's got to do, and now all of a sudden you've got Jake in and at four, that's a really, really strong lineup. And You know, to do that against the Waratah Mayfield side, who's shown a fair bit with, with the ball this year. Yes, um, they have. You know, it's really a, a top effort, and I think, well, I won't say you can't lose, but I, you're extremely strong favourites, and a draw at the very minimum, I think, now, which is... um which is massive again for you guys through another round and um, you'll definitely be selling four. I can't see how you're not going to be in four after Saturday. Well, certainly from my, our perspective, I hope not, but it's going to be a very interesting day. Again, if 90 <laughs> overs get bowled, I, I can actually see every... You know? So I can if see every game... If things go your way, you could be up to second. That's right, if things go away. Um, also, I can actually see every game having a draw this week, so it's almost... Mm. We might have to wipe this game, but we'll just have to wait and see. Briefly on to the NCC Summer Bash with the quarters or round six games played on Sunday at Towns at Dan Hart, Proudman's home spot at Townsend Oval and also over at George Farley Oval. Um, interesting things happened at George Farley, which I'll go into a minute. The first game in the set was in the morning was the Sabres and the Pumas. 
And the Pumas uh, were 9 for 38. Yes, that's right, 9 for 38. Only for Sam Webber to make 41, batting at 8. And ended up all out 78. Dylan Hunter, one of their marquee plays alongside with Ben Patterson. Dylan Hunter, 4 for 28. Ben Patterson, 2 for 18. Angus McTaggart, 2 for 8. And um, Dylan Hunter decided he didn't want to hang around very long. Yeah, and they got the runs in 7.4 overs with Dylan Hunter making 53 and not out of 24 with two fours and five sixes. Um, did you get a chance to catch much of this game, in particular Hunter batting? No, I actually missed it, Dave, to be honest. Um, okay. I was doing other things. I only got there just in time. I, was, I thought I'd get there to the end of it, to be honest with you. But um, they didn't wait around for me. Um, like you said, uh, if it wasn't for Sam, it would have been all over in half an hour. But, um, yeah, so I, I, unfortunately I missed Dylan, but from all reports it was uh, quite something. I'm telling you, that's a very, very powerful and dangerous Sabres side. Gee, there's some good cricketers there. Some of their regulars, when you add Dylan Hunter and Ben Patterson, Ben, Patterson, ben Patterson's got a couple of black caps as an, um, uh, as an uh, Australian Indigenous player and New South Wales country cap, one of the New South Wales country players of the decade, now plies his trade for Campbelltown Camden. And for Hunter and Patterson to come in such a young side, when you've got guys like Sutherland, Carl and McTaggart in there, it becomes a very dangerous limited over side, especially in this T20 format. They're going to take some stopping this weekend. They're very powerful. In the other game, um, in the morning set, this was quite extraordinary. Uh, a wet run-up meant that the game was delayed between the Waratahs and the Sea Dragons at George Farley Oval. And quite late when we thought we were going to get a draw, a second pitch was prepared. And we had a five-over slogathon, Dan. I've only ever seen one of them before. I was there when New South Wales Country played East Asia Pacific in Wollongong a few years ago and saw one of these. The Sea Dragons actually did quite okay to get to three for 52 off five-overs with runs to Baroness Sharma and James Rushford. And uh, the Waratahs, after a very big first over from Nathan Hudson, set them up where he whacked Grant's Stewart all around the place. Grant Stewart ended up with 18 off his one over. Got the runs in 4.5 overs, 3 for 53, and with a bye, would you believe, was the winning run. But, Dan, very strange and very interesting to witness a five-over game of cricket. Yeah. <laughs> Helpful weather, isn't it? Helpful weather. It's great they got on. It's fantastic that they were able to get on. Um, and, yeah. What can you say? <laughs> Just um, do your best with that sort of stuff. Absolutely. On to the next game, which is the afternoon set at George Farley Oval. The Tigers playing the Rosellas. The Tigers all out in 19.4 overs for 90. Cooper Lennox at the top of the automate 26. He's a nut blast from the past, Dan Proudman. Anthony Hobson, 3 for 18. <laughs> and Jeremy Noonan, 3 for 20. And Joseph Leslie Price, his regulation, 2 for 15 off 3. And in reply, the Rosellas worked hard, didn't give wickets away easily. Anthony Hobson, man of the match performance, 37 not. And they ended up 4 for 92 off 17.4 overs. With Jacob Page again in the wickets, 2 for 15. And Varley Graham, 2 for 13. But a very good performance there from the Rosellas. And uh, yeah, seeing Anthony Hobson play cricket again is great to see for all of us. I saw Hobbo the other day at Townsend. He, um, he looks fit. The, uh, the inmates are keeping him fit. And... Um... Yeah, he looks like he hasn't missed a beat. Really. Fantastic effort from the old fella. Very good performance. And then into the last game, uh, an absolute thriller, which I know for a fact that Dan Proudman saw this one. Uh, this was the Lions and the Whips at the Lions home ground at Townsend Oval. The Whips won the toss and batted and made 86 off 18.2 overs with a lot of scrambling and scrounging for runs. Ray Cooper, 20. Luke Muddle, 19 early on, as I'm thinking he went out and went hard as he always does. And uh, 18.2 overs for 86. 
Four wickets, four wickets to Cuddles, four for 12 to Josh Geary, and three to Zach McGuigan, two to Sam Holding. Uh, very good. That's the Josh's best bowling this year. The boys did a very good job with the ball, Dan. Yeah, the bowling was superb. Uh, you know, um, they've been opening with Pat all year, and, um, and you know, he's been miserly the, the whole time. I think, what, did he go for five or three hours this time? And yep. He, he's lucky to go for, uh, I think, four was the highest opening over to be uh um, that anyone scored against us, and I, I think there was three games in a row that we were able to um, keep the team, the opposing team, under a hundred. So you know, obviously significant effort. Eighteen point two overs. Um, you know, Ray really the only one um, to to do much, and you would have thought that you know we were extremely you know red hot favourites to do it. But you know, credit to Belmont, they were. Um, were outstanding. Um, never gave up. Um, really brave performance. In, in saying that, a poor performance by us. But I think you know, um, credit where it's due too. We can. We could probably. Merriweather could probably be critical of their own batting and um, and some of the decision making and that sort of thing. Um, but you know, you've just got to tip your lip to Cussy and the Belmont boys because they they never ever fell out of it. You know. Um, well, number 28 at one stage, doing it probably at six and over. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they just kept taking wickets and, and keeping the pressure on. And, um, you know, you could sort of feel it turning slowly. Um, and at the end of the day, um, you know, we, we Josh Geary was out in the last ball. Um, we needed 11 off the last over. So, you know, it shows how tight and how well they bowled. Um, Dan Bailey again, outstanding. Ray Cooper was was great, um, very sharp, um, bowled just short of a length, and, and we couldn't really get him away. Um, you know, but a, a really really good performance by the Whips, and um, you know they they thoroughly deserved it. Yeah. So the um, getting on to this, thank you for that excellent summary, mate. That's really really good. And yeah, look, um, congratulations to Whips on on particularly get, p- producing four runouts. The semi-finals of this week um, the, and the final all in one day. The game, the games will be played at Waratah. So the early game at nine o'clock is the Sabres and the Whips one v four, followed by the Waratahs and the Rosellas at twelve, and the finals at three o'clock. All of those games will be um, being live streamed, and there'll be commentary all day from Waratah through the NDCA's Facebook page. Aaron Gray's done a great job getting. Uh, and the NDC are getting uh, Frogbox up uh, to, to live stream these games. And it's a great service, Dan. And I know people enjoy watching the games of cricket around the place. It's it's a wonderful new thing they've got. And let's just hope it continues and actually is expanded further as the seasons go, seasons go through. Oh, I'm loving it, Dave. I think it's outstanding to watch. And, you know, um, I know that um, there's been a hell of a lot of people just comment that I've heard. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's brilliant by the association. Um, well done, Aaron Gray, on that the association for doing it um, and well done to yourself and the other guys who are putting in the time to, um, to commentate Dave because I'm, I'm loving it hey, it's a lot of fun I can tell you. it's enormous it's, it's really um, an enjoyable experience just uh, to finish off tonight, Plan B Regional Bash, Dan and I and a, a huge amount of Newcastle cricket people headed down to the SCG on Monday for the Plan B Regional Bash finals. 
Dan Proudman and Kathleen Pink, the great Kath Pink, in scoring in the first game. Lake Mac v Newcastle, the Newcastle derby. Saw a superb innings from Jed Dixon, 71 for 47. I reckon that's... I've, only, I've seen him make a 98 for Newcastle zone, actually batting with Adrian Chatty, who he batted with again on, on Monday. But it was just a terrific performance from Jed. Not four for 163. And to be quite frank, the Blasters uh, were f- flattered to get 102 with a lot of work done at the end in a lovely knock by Mitchell Lowell. But quite frankly, Lake Mac um, took the impetus early down and didn't let go and were very convincing winners. And very convincing is, is I think, an accurate summary. Yes, absolutely. I think, you know, um, 16 off the first over, I think it was, was it three wides or something off the first ball, sort of yep. painted the picture of the whole day, or the whole game, I think. And, yeah, Lake Mac were... Um, you know, far the better side. Um, fantastic knock from Jed. A few chances that were the hard chances, to be fair, but a few chances put down um, with him too. So, um, but again, uh, the Blasters never really looked what they were going to get near it, did they? Unfortunately, it was just one of those one of those days. It was fantastic for, for for young Mitch Lowder to to look good. He looked very good out on a extremely good deck. I know Josh Geary said to me that the deck was just outstanding when he went out there to bat at 11, mind you, which we must mention. But, um, um, yeah, um, you'd have to say that, you know, the Blasters would say that that was a poor performance, um, but a very good performance by Lake McAtake. It, it, yep, it, that's fair. Like, 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 way too good. And, uh, yep, there's no excuses. They were just way too good on the day. And, yes, it was a belter of a pitch. It was a brand-new pitch. Anyone that watched the um, big bash final on Saturday night would have seen a wicket, two wickets to the east of that. And that's the wicket we played on. Lots of bounce, lots of life. And if Cuddle said it was a good deck, then, you know, he's been around cricket a long, long time and he's seen a lot of wickets in his time. So, yeah, interesting that Josh said that. And the other semi-final, the ACT Aces on the back of 74 from Blake D made 161 for four, almost the identical score. And, and in fact, in reply, the Outlaws made a few more runs than the Blasters did, six for 117. But a comprehensive win there. On, on, on the back of Blake Dean's excellent knock. So the final ended up being the ACT Aces and the Lake Mac attack. So things went a little bit differently for Lake Mac this time. Held to 8 for 130. Uh, top scorer is Jed Dixon again, out reverse sweeping for 28. Uh, and Adrian Ted, 22. Nobody else made more than 19. Marcus Hainsworth, who started off the innings really, really well. But kept to 8 for 130 off 20 overs. Um, with two wickets each to Nick Brodes, Tyler Van Leeuwen and Ethan Fitzpatrick, this very talented young leg spinner. And then in reply, it was a very, very interesting run chase. Blake Dean batted all the way through and started off slowly. And then in one over, he put the foot down. One over went for 21 where he was ramping blokes and just took them on and ended up with 70 not out. They got the runs off 18.5 overs. Uh, Dan Bailey, again, proving his worth at this level of cricket. Two for 26 was the best of the bowlers of 3.5. But Dan, a, a highlight of this match is... And this is something you alluded to a little earlier. In defending 131, unfortunately, Lake Mac bowled 19 wides. Mm. And when you consider that the top score after Blake Dean 70 was actually Daniel Edom's 15. So the wides was the second top scorer. And you just, I remember sitting on the bench talking to Steve Mason, um, Sam Holding about it. And we were all agreeing, you just, unfortunately, you can't bowl that many wides, especially in a small run chase. And I think it was 14 single wise too, wasn't it? So you're talking two and a half extra overs there as well as the runs, you know. So, um, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I only watched it on Bar TV, to be fair. Um, 
listen to your dolphin tones in the middle of the innings and that too, David, I must admit. But um, I watched it on Bar TV and you just sort of got the feeling that, you know, um, Blake had it sort of covered the whole way, didn't he? He just, yep. he, he just put the foot down when he had to, but he, he went through the gears and, um, you know, he's class, isn't he? So su- supreme effort by Lake McTack to again get there after winning the last year. And, you know, like you said, if uh, a little bit stronger, then, then who knows? But, you know, while Dean's was still in there, you, you would have thought that, um, you know, his class probably would have got them home, even if they had to get going a little bit earlier. Indeed, you would have thought so, and he did pace his innings very well. And yeah, look, it was a real, I didn't expect to be in the commentary box, I can tell you right now just quickly, but I got to ask if I could go up and, and uh, lend a hand, and I did, and it was wonderful to, to say that you've commentated the SCG, certainly a, a lifetime highlight for me, it was great fun. But, but it finished a little bit later too, Dave, didn't it? It, it did, there were, uh, the one thing I didn't mention, sorry, that was remissing me, there were lighting problems, the lights wouldn't come on. And late, the end of late max innings was paid with the lights in... Well, about a quarter rat power, and we had to wait quite a long time, something like 37 or 38 minutes until the lights were reset. And then the ACT batted under, I reckon, 85 to 90% lighting, which made the game playable again. But we were praying that the game wouldn't be cancelled. That, that's how serious it was, Dan. So, yes, it was, wow. a, was a delayed finish, but well done to the ACT Aces. Their very first win of the Plan B Regional Best. Deserved winners for mine. No excuses. They just played very good cricket. And again, Blake Dean, the hero, at 144 runs in the day for, for di- being dismissed once. Dan, it's a yeah, huge... It probably should be added too that ACT um, doubled it up, didn't they, with the women's regional bash as well. Um, yeah. One on the same day, so they, they, they've won both. And, and just a quick congratulations to the SCG and um, to Bruce Whitehouse and all the other guys who put a hell of a lot of time into organising something like that. I know how, how special uh, everyone across regional... Um, New South Wales cricket um, enjoys getting the opportunity to um, to possibly play at the SCG. So um, for them to continue to, to back um, regional cricket is um, is fantastic. It is. I, I made a call to Bruce to thank him yesterday for for his enormous efforts and for everybody's efforts. But he was most appreciative. They did an outstanding job, and it remains the greatest privilege, Dan, to be involved in anything at the SCG. And to sit Absolutely. there on the bench and just to be there. I know that you enjoyed that. I know Kath did as well. So. Dan, we've got a lot to talk about next week. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Proudman will be coming to Goulburn, um, the lovely metropolis of Goulburn, the week after on the 21st for the final. Dan's going to be scored, making his representative debut for the Newcastle Zone team. So congratulations, Dan, on coming down with us. Looking forward very much to talking with you next week. We'll do a big preview of the state final between two very talented sides. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Dan, it's safe at, uh, what is it? Sunday week now, isn't it? Yeah, so um, yeah, that, that's like I said, you always enjoy trip away, and um, and that's going to be a belt or two to, to jump on the coattails as they walk into a final. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Two very talented sides, Riverina and Newcastle, playing Goulburn. But we'll talk about that next week. Some fabulous cricket this weekend. Don't forget the live streaming of the NCC Summer Bash Finals from Waratah, number one, um, and looking forward very much to being part of that day. Dan, thanks so much for your time on this uh, Wednesday night. You have a good week, mate. Good luck to the uh, weathers this weekend. Look forward to catching with you next week, my friend. Good on you, David. Thank you, mate. On behalf of Dan Proudman, my name's David Redden. That's been the Proudo and Redders podcast for Wednesday, the 10th of February. On behalf of Dan, my name's David. Good evening, everyone.